You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wicked Case Podcast. I'm Cool Kyle, and this is my co-host, Rev Kev. Rev, how you doing? I'm good, my man. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. So today, you're taking the reins, and you're doing a little bit of sports talk, and I'm going to be your color commentator. The the jack, sorry, the brick to my jack. I certainly will be. See, we had that right <laughs> the first take, and then I strike reversed it. That's all right. It's <laughs> all right. You can blame my computer for the whole. That was something. We were in mid-conversation, and all of a sudden, it just stopped, and I was like, Luckily, Wait, it wasn't like 30 minutes in, and then that, we're like... That would have been terrible. <laughs> we had like five minutes left, like, no. <laughs> that would have been terrible. So, um, yeah, we got lots of uh, stuff to talk about today, so let's just dive right in. So we're going to backtrack a little bit and go back in time. I'm sure everyone's well aware that the Stanley Cup playoffs have now reached the conference finals. The final four in, they call it the best four teams in the NHL. I don't specifically know about that. I mean, it's the four teams that are remaining. I don't know if they're the best four teams, but... Yeah, they're the teams that are there. They're the teams that are there. Um, the Hurricanes, Kyle, their win-loss record in the playoffs was weird. Won all their home games, lost all their road games, and then Game 7 happened, and they got stomped out at home 6-2 by the Rangers mm. to be booted out of the playoffs. Um, I mean, was, the Rangers are a scrappy team. That was earlier this week. That was on Monday, which is, of course, like I said, a bit of a... We're going back in time just a little bit. The Rangers are a solid team, and we're going to talk about more about them in just a minute. Um we got to game one of uh, Abs Oilers. 8-6. 8-6. Good Lord. I saw someone tweet, and they said, Avalanche Oilers series, all vibes, no goaltending. <laughs> and they said, Lightning Rangers, no vibes, all goaltending. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's But you know what? This is what the league wants. They want players like McKinnon and uh, McDavid and stuff. They want these 8-6 you know, seven five scores. They want high scoring games. Yeah, because there are a lot of people that are like, "Oh, hockey's so boring. I can't watch it." There's like two goals that are scored. No, yeah, not well, anymore. But you Maybe- know, what? you can also on the the flip side of that say that a defensive game is also pretty exciting because you're like, "Who's going to score the first goal?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, regular season it's kind of meh, but when you get to the playoffs, and now that we're getting to like, you know, we're getting closer and closer to to play for the Stanley Cup, which is by the way. The most beautiful and hardest trophy to win in sports, and I don't want to hear anybody debate me on that. Mm-hmm. I will die on that hill. <laughs> it is a very tough one. It's it's a beautiful trophy. What other trophies can you eat cereal out of? <laughs> Drink alcohol out of. That's true. Do the other trophies that you win have your name inscribed in it? I know the World Series trophy, I think, has all the team flags like around it. And then, like, the middle flag is, like, the team that won. But as far as, like, a legacy, no, I don't think that's the case. Okay. The Lombardi Trophy doesn't have that. I don't think the NBA Trophy has it. They might have changed it up, though, I think. I think they did change it up. I think the NBA one has it now because they just um, got a new trophy, which we'll talk about NBA in just a few minutes. Um, Okay. Yeah, they have a new trophy, and I think all the past winners are, like, on, like, the different circle plates to build the award. But, like, it's what? Hockey did it first. 
That is true. They've done it for a long time. <laughs> so, um, and then you jump back over to the Rangers. 6-2 victory over the Lightning. Didn't see that coming. No. But the Lightning are uh, showing a couple of cracks every once in a while. But again, you know, if you think back to the Lightning, they won two Stanley Cups in a row. They had to win one in a bubble era, which some people say isn't a real win. A cup's a cup, and if it was your team, you wouldn't be saying that. Uh, and, of course, the year before that, in 2019, they got booted in the first round. That's true, yeah. By, by the uh, Blue Jackets in a shocking upset of a President's Trophy team that had, like, what, 120-something points? Oh, yeah. So They were on a roll that year. But eventually, at some point, you kind of get worn out playing over 100 games every season and having to, you know— do vaccines and you know rapid testing and it, it catches up to you oh yeah without a so doubt the rangers are a young and hungry team and they did come out a couple years ago and tell their fans listen we're not going to go into like a full rebuild but we're going to go into an accelerated rebuild and wow oh i know that yeah. this the it's rangers quick. the rangers right now kyle are a perfect example of what you want to do when you're a team who is not making the playoffs in a couple years prior and then you make the right moves, and everything just fits together perfectly. Look at teams like Buffalo. Buffalo hasn't made the playoffs in like 10 years. Is that bad management? It could be. Yeah. It could be. I mean, you had a superstar in Jack Eichel, and then you didn't put pieces around him. He he left town. You know, like, you can Which only— a big loss for them. Well, yeah, and you can only take so much, and people criticize Jack Eichel for, you know, doing that, but— But if you don't have—one star doesn't make up an entire team. Eichel can be great, but— if you don't have a team built around them. No, I know. And it looks like the Sabres are starting to finally get on the right track and they're starting to finally kind of put a team together. And, you know, a couple of years down the road, a team like Buffalo could maybe make a little bit of noise and finally make the playoffs. I mean, they're a passionate hockey city. I know that for a fact, but we'll see. But yeah, yeah I mean, I don't want to see Tampa in the finals again. I, I think it's just worn out at this point. It, it kind of is. But again, we wouldn't be saying that if it was the Bruins. So That is true. We'd be like, Bruins every year. Exactly. Let's, let's put them in the, the Stanley Cup every year. Exactly. And so. then you get to uh, Game 2, Avs and Oilers, 4-0. Avs. They just look like they're a wagon. They're a complete wagon. They're a freight train, and they're going to be hard to stop. Oh, I know. And on top of that, Frank Kuz was an amazing goaltender. Yes, I did see that they did not start Dubnik. Dubnik was hurt. Yep. And Francoise got the start, or however it's pronounced. Yeah, I think they, uh, from what I understand, or Francoise or whatever it is. Yeah. I thought they said, yeah, Francoise or Francoise. Yeah, I don't something know. like that. <laughs> but he played amazing. So, so yeah, that I'm I'm looking forward to to more games. I get I get more and more excited the closer we get to elimination games, and I'm like, oh, who's gonna make the finals? <laughs> I will say for the NHL's sake, I mean, you you really can't go wrong if you think about it, right? You've got. The Edmonton team with, obviously, McDavid, which is one of their biggest superstars right now. Canada's, the country of Canada has not won a cup since 93 when the uh, Canadians won it. They've had a couple chances, but teams have fallen short. Uh, Vancouver fell short. Ottawa. Calgary. I don't think I'm missing anybody else. No, I don't think I'm missing anybody else. Oh, Montreal uh, last year. They lost to uh, Tampa Bay. Um, Rangers obviously have a good market because it's the New York market. Uh, Colorado again, young, good young players, and of course Tampa's there. And if you figure if if Tampa makes it, you've got Tampa Bay as kind of the bad guys, like oh god, we got to deal with these guys again. And then you've got somebody in the West who's like, ah, you know, yeah, a lot of people. I mean, I, I can't decide who I want to win. I feel like I probably want somebody from the Western Conference to win. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Colorado winning. Honestly, Colorado hasn't won They're a, a cup since right they now. haven't won since 01 when Bork. 
help them. Well, he didn't help. Well, I mean, he was part of the team. I don't know if he helped them that much, but he was part of the team, and he did. They did get a win, and that was. It's been a while for them. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind seeing them win. <laughs> it's funny to see fans be like, "Oh my god, our team hasn't won in like twenty years," and then you know, Maple Leafs fans are like, "Yeah, we haven't won a playoff series in like almost twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't know. We got, but we got more to talk about. We got more hockey stuff to talk about. Okay. Uh, speaking about Avs, this is actually a perfect segue. So E60, which is like an ESPN documentary series, they have a documentary coming up on the Red Wings Avalanche midnight mid to late nineties classic rivalry. I don't know if you know too much about it. I know no. I've talked to you about it. It's brutal. So and I believe it all started in ninety six when. The Avs and the Red Wings were in the conference finals, I believe it was, and Claude Lemieux of the uh, Avalanche had a pretty gross hit from behind, like right by the benches, in between the two benches, I think it was, or at one of the benches on Chris Draper of the Red Wings. Knocked him down, broke his jaw. It was an ugly ordeal. The following year, the teams ended up playing each other in uh, Detroit late in the season, and it is probably one of the most iconic like games ever as far as fights. Goalies were fighting, players were fighting, oh, blood spilled that. all over the ice. It was a it was freaking chaos. But again, two powerhouse teams that were back and forth, and you figured if whoever made it out of that series was had a good chance to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, the Avs came around in '96 uh, when they moved from Quebec to Colorado. They won the Cup the first year they were in Colorado. 97 and 98, the Red Wings won. Then you had 2001, the Avs won. In 2002, the Red Wings won. So those two teams with all the superstars, and I mean, you could go through, and there's just Hockey Hall of Famers left and right. Uh, Sackick, Forsberg, Iserman, Fedorov, Lidstrom, uh, mm. Osgood, Waugh, like the list goes on and on. It's a lot of good players. They haven't posted when the series or the show is going to be on. I think I heard sometime in the summer. Looking forward to it. And when it does play, we will talk about it on the Wicked Case podcast. We can get all podcasts. <laughs> uh, other hockey news as we hop around, because like I said, there's lots to talk about. Today. Yeah, yeah. Although we're in pretty good shape. We're about 10 minutes in, so we're doing okay. Yeah. The David Poshnok Instagram post from the other day that I showed you today. Um, <laughs> so Poshnok is currently over in the Czech Republic enjoying time off for the offseason and just finished playing. Maybe not in the Czech. I don't know if he's in the Czech Republic, but he's overseas. You know, they just finished up at a tournament, which I believe they got silver, silver or bronze. I think, I think it was bronze. I think it was but, bronze. Yeah. I think they beat the United States and they got bronze. Yeah. Uh, so he's playing with Krejci, of course, former Bruins. Great. And him walking around and he asked Krejci, he said, hey, Krejci, what's up? You coming to Boston next year? And Krejci just kind of looks at him and he's like, uh, maybe like. And people, a lot of people obviously are, are going way too much into this. And I'm kind of one of them where it's like, he didn't say no. He didn't say, you know, yes. Like it's on the positive side of it, you know? Listen, here's my philosophy on it. If Krejci wants to come back, great. If Krejci, Krejci left for, you know, he wanted to go and play overseas. He wanted to be closer to his family. Maybe he's got that one year out of his system and maybe he wants to come back. Listen, bring the band back for one more year. Let everybody on the team know, listen, this is Krejci's last year as a Bruin. It's Bergeron's last year as a Bruin. Let's do this thing one more time. Give Krejci, you know, Pasternak and Hall to play on his wings for the whole season. Let that be the first line for a bit while Marchand's healing and let Bergeron play on the second line with 
whomever they put him with, Howla or whoever. Yeah. Uh, if Jake DeBrusque wants to leave town, let him leave town, try to get a decent second-line center or winger or whatever for him. Makes sense. And go from there. I mean, the other thing... Oh, this is the thing I was going to tell you, too. So the other player that played with them on that line is former NHL player Roman Cervenka. Now, he hasn't played in like six years in the league, but if you put that group of players together, they have pretty good chemistry because they're all from the same country. They all played on the same line. Cervenka could get probably a two-way deal for 850 or 900K, maybe even give him a mil. Not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, let that line play together, and then that way Krejci has two players he can rely on. Now you can move Hall up to the first line. So now your first line would be Bergeron, Marshawn, Hall, and your second line is Krejci with his two countrymen. You could call that the checkmate line. <laughs> That'd be perfect. And then the third line, you've got what? Uh, you could do a combination of like the one, two, three line they had, which was what? Frederick, Coyle, and Smith. And then you still have Howla, and Howla could be a fourth liner or a third liner. Like you've got options. Yeah, there's a lot of options at the that point. The defense, the top four defense for Boston's wrapped up for a while. The goaltending looks like it's going to be in good shape. So we'll see. We'll True. see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh I think that Boston is in a good spot right now, regardless. I mean, they have a lot of pieces that are playing well. I think what happened it with Carolina is that Carolina was just faster, they were hungrier. Well, the home ice advantage helped. I mean, if yeah. home ice advantage went to Boston the way Carolina played, Boston would have won the series. That is true, yeah. And I told you, I said, you just got to win one game on the road and then everything goes your way. And Boston had, you know, every game was, you know, it seemed like the game got out of hand and out of reach for Boston before they even had a chance to, like, blink. Like, oh, it's 3 nothing. like, we're down and now we're in a huge hole. Yeah. As Andy Brickley would tell you, catch-up hockey is losing hockey. That is true, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I'll try to do another perfect segue. Uh, other Boston teams that are in the playoffs. The Celtics are in the NBA Finals. Oh, there you go. They did defeat the Heat. Now, we're not going to have too much basketball talk on here because basketball is not exactly my forte, but I'm going to try to piece together the best that I can. Uh, going up against Golden State, which, you know, Golden State's back after their last couple of years of kind of meh with, you know, Clay being hurt and Steph being hurt and everything. C's played last night. We're down by 20 at one point, if not more. I didn't watch the game, so please don't, you know, trash me for that. But they they outscored the Warriors 40 to 15 in the fourth quarter. Al Horford went off and had a monster game, and the Celtics won, I believe, by 12. I think it was 120 to 108. So, yeah, yeah. All good things. Yeah. All good things right now. Can't ask for anything better. Yeah, 120 to 108. So, hey, you know what? That's that's a good score, especially coming back, being down. Horford, 26 points, 6 for 8 from 3. Steph had 34. Tatum had a bad game. Tatum, Tatum had 12 and 13, but as they call that in the, in, in the NBA, a double-double. Yeah. So I believe Chef will be joining us momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> so greetings, Chef. Chef, okay. Chef has turned around and walked out. Walked away. Goodbye, Chef. Um, I'm going to get into something that I know you can talk about a little bit more. Um, the pipe bomb that MGF dropped. Yeah. Uh, to wrap up NBA talk quickly, uh, Celtics already have one game in the bank. 
I think they'll probably win the series in six. That's my prediction. Celts in I, six. I can get behind that. Because the Celtics are the balls. <laughs> <laughs> that video is hilarious. <laughs> nice. So, all right, let's talk about this pipe bomb. I'm going to let you take the reins on the pipe bomb just a bit. And I want to hear your thoughts on whether you thought it was a work. Was it a shoot? Was it a work shoot? What was it? Yeah, I mean, you know, on AEW on Wednesday night, MJF pretty much came out and laid a huge pipe bomb down, calling out Tony Khan, ex-WWE stars, the fans. I mean, if I'll say this. If you're a wrestling fan and you haven't seen it, go find it, but try to find the uncensored version that they have. Not that it's going to make it that much edgier, but at least that way when you're trying to watch it, you won't get like the bleeps. Yeah, yeah. So for those of out there who don't know what works and shoots are, shoot means that it's real. Work means that it's fake, that it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So then when there's times where it's a work shoot, like it was fake, but it's meant to look like it's real. And go ahead, keep going with your comment, because I'm not, I'm still on the fence about what I think it is. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough, because it's like, and I think, honestly, that is what a good wrestler needs to do, is they need to blur the line between a shoot and, you know, whether it's real or fake, you know, it's like, MJF is an extremely good promo person. I mean, I'll give the guys due. I'm not a big fan of his, but I was like, damn, that was a really good promo. <laughs> yeah. But when you're a heel, that's what you're supposed to do. People aren't supposed to like you as a heel. No. And to give everyone out there in uh, podcast land uh, backstory. So they had a pay-per-view this past weekend. He did not show up to the fan fest. There was talks in they, they had in Vegas. There was talks. He was getting a ticket back to Jersey to not even be at the show. Then he ended up being at the show. So he had this guy that was underneath him named Wardlow that he kind of controlled and had ownership over. Wardlow apparently just dominated him in the ring for about, what, five or seven minutes or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't a very long match. And then that was it. Wardlow got to be free. Now he's part of the AEW brand by himself as a whole. I feel like at some point they're probably going to turn him face if he hasn't already turned face. Oh, yeah, he's definitely face right now. People are cheering for him. Okay, that's what I figured. I, I will say I haven't watched too much AEW. I watched a while, like the first like couple months, and then I kind of fell off. And it's one of those things, once you fall off, you're kind of just gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. You kind of just watch the um, the the, the highlights and the bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, I... I, I, I so, so, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. So, the fans... um criticized him for not being there, called him a piece of shit and all this stuff. So when he had the pipe bomb, he was going after the fans saying that, you know, how can some of you boo me and some of you cheer me and some of you say like, oh, well, you're a really great wrestler and you're a really great talker, but at the same time, you know, I'm a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on top of that, like MJF, I honestly think is probably one of the greatest talkers and... I don't know necessarily about his wrestling ability per se. Like, I've seen him wrestle a little bit. Most of it, most of it has been promo work, though. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think well, he's I mean, a decent wrestler. I mean, but. when he does wrestle, he has he has pretty good matches. But I think, like you said, he's more of a, a promo guy. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely more of a promo guy. I don't know. I don't know whether it was real or fake. But I mean, I tell you one thing: if it, if that was real, oh man. See, I just so. To, to throw in some more context to this whole pipe bomb. So basically he got towards the end of it. He ran his mouth about Tony Khan saying that, you know, if you, you, know, you have top guys like me 
who are busting their ass and who's been here since day one and have done everything that you possibly asked of them to put, you know, butts in the seats and everything. But when you go to ask him to like give you extra money for like a new raise or something, you're too busy giving out your money and your pockets to ex WWE guys. And how would it be if I was an ex WWE guy? Would I get treated with better respect? And then he basically called him a mark, which is like a was what would be the term for mark? Like an overhyped fan? Yeah. Or more of a fanboy kind of thing? Yeah. So he grabbed like the main camera, looked into the camera and said, Tony, I want you to listen to me. And some guy was telling him that he was counting him down. He said, don't you count me down, you piece of shit. I'll be done when I'm done. <laughs> looked into the camera and said, Tony, I want you to fire me. Fire me, you fucking Mark. And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, now, I again, I feel like when people go on these pipe bombs and these rants, there's got to be some way the company lets them do it. Because if he was just going to go on a rant and start talking to him about like how much of an idiot he is and all that stuff, you would be shut down immediately. There'd be security taking you out. So the fact well, that he was able to do it, and then at the very end they cut his thing, and then I heard the lights kind of went out, and it was all weird, and then CM Punk came out, and MJF left the you know the arena through the crowd and stuff. So I feel like if it was like a legit, legit thing, I think it was a work shoot. Maybe he did go off script. Maybe he... I don't know. It could have been. I mean, I, depending on... I know he's frustrated about his contract. That he There have been talks he wants to go to WWE. Grass isn't always greener, but if WWE thinks he's going to be their next... Like, I won't say he's like The Miz as far as, like, personality-wise, but as far as having that, like, douche heel. Like, I can respect The Miz being a heel because of all the stuff he's done, but if you want, like, a douchebag kind of, like, heel persona, it's got to be MJF. Like, that one guy that's just, like... This guy needs to get his come up. It's like this guy is such an asshole. Yeah, he gets underneath your skin. Oh yeah. The only difference that that I have an issue with is that AEW is one of those places where you he can kind of be himself a little bit more. I'm nervous that if he goes to WWE, he's going to get like a name change. Yeah. And a gimmick change. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. John. Yeah. And they're going to just completely well, bury him. Well, the, the other thing that was weird, too, was was he came into the ring and he was talking about the promo and he did the whole, like, this isn't Maxwell Jacob Friedman. This is this is Max Friedman talking to you. And I was like, oh, we're going to put on our big boy voice today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. I can't tell. Um, I don't, like I said, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future with that. Yeah. But we'll see. Because if I mean if I were Tony and that was actually something that really happened, I would just put Maxwell in a whole shit ton of like garbage matches. You're losing the match. I mean, eh. you know. Well, I'll say this: I think it was a work shoot. I think that it was like it was meant to look like it was real, but it was all part of the storyline. But I also believe at the same time that there is beef between him and Tony Khan because I think you you get upset about the fact like, hey, I've been over here busting my ass trying to get my spot, and what have I gotten? I've gotten two fucking rings. Yippee. What do yeah. I need two rings for? Give me a title belt. Stop putting it on ex-WWE guys who have name value. Put it on the newer guys. That's the yeah. same thing we complained about with WWE, with NXT guys. You put it on the same three or four people, and then you're like, oh, we don't have any wrestlers. It's because you gave them all freaking to AEW. Yeah, well, and I heard somebody make a good point on TikTok um, when I was uh, scrolling through is that, if you look at all the people, all these ex WWE stars that have just come into the company, they're making more money than Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Well, so go. that's a big issue when you have a guy who's been busting his ass, who's a great talent, and you got somebody like Christian makes more money than him, Mark Punk. Henry makes more money than him. 
Punk. Punk makes more money Big than him. Big Show. Yeah. Adam Cole. Brian Danielson. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Yeah, a lot of these guys that are coming in. Now, granted, yes, they've established at a different company that's not AEW, but in the same sense, you have a guy like MJF who should be making that top money. That This is your guy. Like, this... You know, yeah, he's your he's basically your main heel. I get you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. Is it a good decision for uh, for AEW and Tony Khan to be doing that? I don't know. Tony Khan, man. Tony Khan, man. I mean, I know AEW is not perfect. You know, I, no re- I, listen, no wrestling company is. No, you're always going to have people that aren't happy. It's just part of the wrestling business. You know, correct. Think about all the companies before even AEW, like when TNA was there. It's like everybody said that was the next big thing, and then it fizzled out. And you the know, next big thing in wrestling, next big thing in wrestling was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Speaking about Brock Lesnar huh. and his company WWE that he's currently with, we have some uh, predictions to make. Because once okay. upon a time, we had a uh, YouTube show that didn't last very long and didn't really get off the ground as much as we would have liked it to. And that was called the Bro Wrestling Show. But we don't have that anymore, those properties. And one day, I think we should, maybe we should have story time and talk about all the different uh, past things. We'll talk about the Bro Wrestling Show, Light the Lamp, Bebop. All maybe, of which were failures. Maybe but... next week's episode, we'll talk about that. Uh, give get well. Listen, we gotta we gotta put it out there at some point, and it'll give us something to talk about. And then I think it would be good conversation. If you think so, why why don't you think it'd be good conversation? I mean, I just I don't. You, you got to learn from your failures and your mistakes, man. Yeah, you got to be able to drudge up some of the past occasionally. I mean, it wasn't all bad. It was pretty much. Well, I mean, for most of the part, most part, it was a lack of just ambition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's you know not easy. You know when you have a work schedule and stuff, and sometimes you and I weren't on the same days off, and we've already determined that this is way easier. And Christ, if we would have done this when we got out of broadcasting school, we would be what ten years into doing podcasts, and we probably would have had a better name because podcasts weren't really that big of a thing back then. They were starting to get there. Yeah, but we could be better established by now. Uh, yeah, I so. mean. You know what? I just move forward. Maybe Neil Diamond would have already been on. Uh, yeah. Always back to Neil Diamond. Always back to Neil Diamond. So let's do some predictions. So anywho, right. we do have a championship belt. We named the Bro Wrestling Show Championship. But now it's just our it's just whatever. Yeah, maybe if this podcast gets good enough, we'll make we'll make a Wicked K's Oh, a Wicked K's title. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um basically how it goes is, you know, make predictions. If we tie Championship advantage goes to the winner or to the to the champion. So that would be me. I've had it since November at Survivor Series. Lucky me. Yeah. So um so let's run these down real quickly. So we're gonna do Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins in a hell in a cell match. I'm going Rhodes. You're going Rhodes. See, you as know as much as I love Seth Rollins, I gotta... I now I want to go Rhodes, I do, but hasn't he won the first two matches? In this, uh, no, in this he feud? won the first one. I think he lost the second one. No, I think he won the second one. The last one they just had a backlash. He won again. Oh, he I won again. So he's won two straight. You're telling me Seth's going to get buried and lose three straight matches? I just don't see it happening. Well, here's my thing, and this, maybe this is not accurate, but a lot of people are saying that they're trying to push Cody enough to maybe dethrone Roman Reigns, and 
I, I can respect that notion. So I can too. But does that mean you have to bury one of your better wrestlers in well, Seth it's not, Rollins? No, it's not burying Seth Rollins. It's it's putting Cody over. Yeah, but know? Cody Cody could still get over even if he loses his Hell in a Cell match. He could have a brutal Hell. He's already won two matches. Yeah, you're telling me Cody is going to step into a Hell in a Cell and now he's just going to become like you know a beast? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking a risk here. Okay. Um, you've got the Raw Women's Title. You've got Bianca defending her championship against Becky, big time Bex. And no one's ready for Asuka. Mm. I think uh, I think Bianca's still going to hold it. As do I. As do I. I think Bianca, it's one of those things like she's a younger star. You got to give her her chance to just, you know, shine. Don't yeah. give it to her for like two months and be like, okay, we're going to give it back to somebody else now. But they've done that before, though. So That's true. The only person I can see right now that may have the credibility to get that would be Bailey. Yeah. If Bailey was in this match, I might pick Bailey. Yeah, but she's not. Especially her coming back after being gone for so long. I know exactly. she's been gone a while now. I know. Um, I'm going to call this a two-on-one match because I feel like with the way the world is nowadays, the phrase "handicap match" isn't the best name. So I'm just going to say there's a two-on-one match, and it's MVP and Omos against Bobby Lashley. Uh. Hmm. See again that some of these matches are just so odd. Like I don't know. I know. I'm I'm looking forward to to watching this pay per view. This is going to be delightful. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I'm going to go Bobby Lashley. Okay. I went with uh, the two guys because I was like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be some stupid nonsense. We already know how WWE is very predictable. You know, Lashley will have the match won, and MVP will come in and hit him with like a chair or a cane, and then Omos will get a big pin or I don't know, something stupid like that. I mean, I can see it happening. Uh, Kevin Owens versus allegedly uh, Elias' brother, Ezekiel. Uh, I'm going with Ezekiel on this one. I think I have to, too. I don't know. Maybe not. No, I'm going KO. I'm risking it. I don't care. I mean, I, think, I respect KO. I think KO is going to see through the ruse and just be like, he has been seeing through the ruse. Yeah. And just say, I'm done. Uh, U.S. title match. Austin. Sorry. Just Theory. Theory. Theory versus Mustafa Ali, who would, who was very upset about WWE and wanted to leave and said, get rid of me. I'm not going to be part of your show. And now he's like, oh, okay, I'll come back. Yeah. I'm going to stick to Theory on this one. Yeah, I think I am too. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they did give it to Ali just to be like, hey, we'll give you the U.S. title if you come back. It's not worth much because it doesn't have very much prestige, but you can have it. Yeah, yeah. And the last match, which I think is probably going to be I'd say the second best match on the card behind the Hell in a Cell match. It is the new team of, I guess they're called the club or the the, the bullet group or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus the Judgment Day, which is comprised of Edge, Rhea Ripley, and Damian Priest. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a good match. Um, it's I think it's a tough toss-up for me because... Either way, I mean, there's good superstars on either side. Um, I think that they're not going to bury Judgment Day because they want to build them up. So I think I'm going to go with Judgment Day on this one. I am too, and I'm going to throw in a bit of a caveat, and I'm not going to say this is going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. I think a fourth person is going to be revealed at the pay-per-view. I do too, yeah. I think it might be Tomasa Champ. <laughs> I actually do too. <laughs> I would not be surprised if during the match, Balor Styles had a match one, 
and Champa came out of nowhere and hit him with the um uh what is his finishing move called? The never ending story or <laughs> what is it called? I wouldn't be able to tell you. Something like that. You know how bad I am with this. I know. There's it's something about like a story ending story or something like that. I don't remember what it's yeah. called. We'll have to look it up and I'll be like, Oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> but I hit him with a finisher basically and he'll be part of the group. Yeah, I, I can agree on that. So all right, so we're 30 minutes in. We um, have pretty much talked about all of our sports stuff this week. But now we're going to get on to some fun conversation that you'll be able to carry back and forth with me. Okay. Which is, we went on a road trip. We went on a road trip last Sunday. And where did we go, Kyle? Uh, To the park? Fenway Park, yes. To the Fenway why, Park. Why are you so, like... Shy or like, what are you talking about? We didn't go on any trips. I for a, for a split second there, I blanked out. I didn't know where you were talking about. You blanked out again. I you blank might, out on a regular basis. You probably should look into that because that doesn't seem like that's a good thing. I'm gonna end up yeah. talking about something. I'm gonna throw it to you. And you're just gonna be like, uh, and you're gonna be drooling on the microphone. Who was the comedian that was talking about that? I forget. I have to remember. I was listening. You're going to gonna blank out on it, so don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they were saying there was a comedian that was talking about that, and they're like, you know, you're just in the uh, agreeing to things because you're like, you know, it just goes over your head for the most part. And one time there was this, uh, it was like, there's gay guy, and he comes up to me, and he's like, hey, man, that, that guy's hot over there. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I guess, and I couldn't live that down the rest of my life. Oh, I could see something like you just blank out, and the next thing you know, you've volunteered to base jump off the Empire State Building, and you're like, "What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. I didn't agree to this, I, but you did." <laughs> oh well, I don't remember. I don't remember. I blacked out. <laughs> did I, I sign the contract? I blacked out. <laughs> Actually, you did sign a contract. Oh my god, son of a bitch! I need to look into this. <laughs> So, yeah. So, anywho, we went to Fenway Park. It was a blast. We had a father-son trip. It was pretty dope. Sox won 12-2, hit five home runs. Pretty epic seats. Got to sit in the shade all day. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play this blank, the blank game with you. Oh, boy. Your favorite part of the trip was The blank. food. The food. The food. The food. Uh, I'm a fat boy. What did we eat, Kyle? What did you eat specifically? Uh, I had sausage and pepper. That was delicious. I had a ballpark Frank. A Fenway Frank. That Fenway was Fenway Frank. I didn't have one of those. Yeah, that was delicious. Uh, chicken tenders with three French piece fries. chicken tenders and French fries. Yes, they came in a souvenir uh, baseball uh, a bowl. bowl. Yeah, yep. That was pretty dope. And then a couple of drinks. I had a beer and a lemonade. It was pretty good. It was a good time. Yeah. Prices were, you know, they're going to be pricey. It's a baseball game. I think if you're the type of person that doesn't eat a lot, getting one thing and having calling it a day, like if we had just gotten those chicken tenders with the French fries, we probably could have called it a day after that. There were more fries in there than I thought there were going to be. Oh my oh, goodness. They just piled them in there. Uh, I got a souvenir cup, which was nice, yeah. but I only ended up drinking like half of my soda because I forgot straws and yeah. I just, <laughs> um, I think my highlight of the day was uh, almost losing my license. <laughs> for about ten seconds. Let's yeah, let's let's have story time for the folks here on the Wiki K's podcast. We can get all podcasts, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get any sponsors yet in the future. Hopefully. Maybe sometime down. Maybe the we road. can have like a break to like, you know, drink some water or catch our breath or something. Yeah. But yeah, so if you're ever going to Fenway Park, 
there's two bars specifically you should check out. One is the bleacher bar, which is basically underneath the center field bleachers. There's a garage door right in center field that opens up, and you can have a pretty nice on-field view during pregame of of the stadium, which you saw the view. It's pretty cool. It was pretty neat. It's a very crowded bar. <laughs> so if you're not into the whole, you know, crowd thing and you're very claustrophobic, I wouldn't recommend going. But it's 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 a good time. It's one of those things where you kind of, you know, have to do it. Like it'd be like if you went down to Nashville, like you'd have to go into like some honky tonk country bars to to get the the vibe of the city. True. So, it's a good time. So, we go there. Um the three gentlemen that I was with all had to use the restroom. So they're using the restroom and I'm waiting. Now, they asked to see, regardless of how old you are, they want to see your ID just to make sure they can cover their ass, which I understand. Yeah. I took my ID. Instead of putting it back in my wallet, I put it in my pocket with my phone. Well, at some point, I took my phone out to see what time it was or I think I got a text message or something. And I put my phone back in my pocket. We go to leave finally. We're walking away. And I'm like, all right, I probably should put my ID back in my wallet. And I'm checking around my pockets and I go, where the fuck is my ID? <laughs> um, and you stop. You're like, what's the matter? I was like, I can't find my ID. And I checked. I have what? One, two, like about six pockets because I have cargo shorts on. So I checked all my pockets. They're pretty deep pockets. Checked them all. Nothing. I said, I had to have left it in the bar somewhere. I said, it was in with my phone. Now it's not. So my dad and I go to the out entrance. As soon as we go in, we look down. There's a white license sitting right there. I pick it up. It's my license. He goes, don't lose it. <laughs> and I said, okay, thank you, Dad. So I've done things like that before myself, though. So. Oh, my goodness. So that was that was scary because I was like, that's the last thing I need to do is lose my license in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't get it back. Well, I wouldn't be able to get back in any of the bars. They, been, they wouldn't have allowed me in. Yeah. Um, Technically, your dad could have gone in and looked for it, which he, he did. But. Well, he did. But luckily for us, we went in the back side, so we didn't have to worry about it. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Um, and then the other bar that I would recommend to go to is called the Bullpen Bar, which is, I believe, on the opposite side of the Bleacher Bar. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's It's down like a weird alley, and you're like, where am I going? Because I know you looked around, you were like, where are we going? Like, we're not on the main road right now. Yeah, you take the corner, there's a dumpster there full of yeah, trash. Yeah, you were like, this is weird, and I was like, don't worry about it, it's cool. And you go back there, and it's got this cool, like, little island vibe to it outside, and it's all right. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You go inside. Um, it's, I think, the only bar that you're able to go to that you can go in and out of Fenway Park. I could be wrong. I don't go enough, but I know that's yeah. one of the bars. So I said, listen, we'll go in this way. And as soon as we went up the steps, they checked. Um, we had to put our stuff through or whatever, and they went through the metal detector. And then, boom, we were in Fenway Park, just like that. Yeah. So as long as you have your ticket and you have your, I think, I think you just have to have your ticket and your ID, you can go back and forth. So if there was a rain delay, we could have went to the bar, sat down, had something to eat, just chilled out, watched the game on TV. If it was like 110 and you were like, I'm not trying to get heat stroke today. I would say it, that bar probably would be packed if that was the case. Probably. It, it wasn't been. that bad. And it's actually, the like, like I said, it's a super easy way to get in and out of the stadium. Yeah. So yeah, speaking pretty about cool. stadium talk, this is a story time that I was going to do a while ago, and I didn't, and I should, I'm should. i going to do it now because we're talking about the Red Sox. Okay. So I have in front of me here an old baseball ticket from a Red Sox-Yankees game at Yankee Stadium. Read the date off for the people. Saturday, September 8th, 2001. Oh, yes, I know what story you're telling. Yeah. So, Saturday, September 8th, 2001. 
Went on a bus trip with my dad um, up to Yankee Stadium to see the game. As we're on our way up to the stadium, my dad looks over and points at me and says, Kevin, look, it's the Twin Towers. And then three days later, gone. Could you imagine if you were there on the day that in, in September 11th? Oh, I don't even want to. I literally don't even want to. I mean, we were. I, I, I think everybody was blessed that that wasn't there. I'll tell you this. It was too close to home. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. And it's it's funny to hear people talk about like, oh, well, you know, Pearl Harbor was a day that lived in infamy and you'll never forget what you did and where, you know, what was going on and stuff. And I was like, yeah, OK, like, I don't really remember Pearl Harbor, but I believe you. No, I 100 percent believe people, because if someone sat down and asked me, what were you doing on the day of September like 11th? Like, where were you? I could tell you word for word everything that I did. Oh, yeah. I know exactly where I was. Yeah. I know what I was doing. I know leading up to what happened. I know after what happened. I know the whole day. Yeah. And I have the memory of a goldfish, and I can't remember most of my childhood, but I remember that day for sure. You, you kind of have to. Like, it's 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 a day that's unfortunately stamped in American history forever, and it's unfortunately nothing you can do about it. Like, no. I mean, I will say as awful as the incident was, and it is an awful incident, I think it's the one time recently that I remember, like, everybody stopped, and you weren't a Republican or a Democrat, you were an American. Yeah. And you just bonded together, and regardless if you liked President Bush or not, when he threw out the first pitch, I believe it was Game 3 of the World Series at Yankee Stadium with the FDNY jacket and stuff on, perfect pitch right down the middle, couldn't get more baseball, more Americana than that. Yeah. The only other thing you would have needed is him eating a piece of apple pie while Don McLean was singing American Pie. <laughs> that's that yeah, that's true. So, I mean, you know. So did you enjoy did you enjoy your trip to Gillette? I'm to Gillette to Foxborough. We'll talk about Gillette in a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. It, it was a new experience. Um Well, apparently you thought you had been at one point, but you did not actually go to Fenway Park. Like you I went said, to Yankee my, Stadium. My memories are like a goldfish, they're all jumbled up. Well, now thanks to the internet and social media, you have it on Facebook. I do. Oh, the thing I was gonna mention to you. I looked at your Facebook the other I don't usually go on Facebook, but I went on to look at the Wicked Case stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, um, first off, I can't, how can I like, I'll figure it out later. I can't like it with my own profile. Is it because I'm linked? I don't know. Oh, maybe that might be why. Okay, that's fine. But I looked and I saw your thing and it was like, hey, I went to Fenway Park with my best friend and I thought about it. I'm like, we didn't even take a freaking picture together at Fenway Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't. You took a picture with your dad. I took a picture with my dad, but the two of us didn't take a picture together. Say, <laughs> so what a bunch of dorks. Yeah, we didn't even think about it, you know? That's all right. We'll go back up again soon. All right. We'll now that you've been and you know where we have to go. and Yeah. Oh, yeah. we saw um, some guy who decided he wanted to cosplay as the mask. That was pretty cool. Full yellow suit, green mask. I said, that's a bold choice, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Yeah. Hey, you know what? A lot of people were staring at him, that's for sure. No, he got the looks because obviously you don't expect to see somebody dressed, first off, in an all-yellow bright suit. He was a tall dude, too. Looked like a freaking banana. Yeah. A human banana. Yeah. Uh, You know, I wouldn't do it, but more power to you. More power to you, indeed. (laughs) So, glad you liked the Fenway trip. It was was a good time. It was the one. You see the game after they played on Monday? They lost 10-0. Oh, yeah. I said, well, I guess I picked the right game to go to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
So we've crossed that off your bucket list of stadiums you need to go to. So we got one down, two to go, because we got uh, Gillette Stadium, and then we have TD Garden. And Mm. Gillette Stadium is 100% happening. I don't know which game we're going to to see the the Pats play. Uh, I've narrowed it down between probably the Lions, the Jets, and the Colts. But one of those three games, you will be attending. Okay. And we will 100% take a picture in front of something so that we know we were at the game together. <laughs> we'll have proof. I don't post on Facebook, but I know you do. So Every now and then, yeah. Most of it's just cat photos. So You're a cat guy, are you? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not a big cat guy. I'm kind of like Rhett. Like, I'm okay with cats. Like I don't want anything like to harm them. But if I was given the choice of a cat or a dog, I'll, I'll take a dog. Yeah, no, I appreciate dogs. Um, you got five of them. You should. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I I roll either way with cats and dogs equally. Uh, you know, I love animals. At one point during my childhood, I wanted to become a vet tech and just never did it. <laughs> it's I've heard it's pretty difficult to deal with. Yeah, I I think the helping the animal is a good thing. I don't think I could put an animal down. I think that would be the hardest part. That would be pretty brutal. I would say actually more so as much as putting the animal down, it would be having to go out to the family and being like, so yeah, I'm sorry. There's nothing that we could do. I I really do apologize, but we had to put your pet down. Granted, I guess they would kind of know because you wouldn't just do it. I mean, you'd be like, listen, you have to give them a heads up. Like, this isn't probably going to work out. So we're probably going to have to do this. Because I know people that spend like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. on pets to keep them going. Yeah, and sometimes it's pets just are, too much. Pets are not cheap. No, <laughs> especially if they have a, a life-altering it, disease. Or... Exactly. We've me and, my, me and my ex have talked about it before where we're like, yeah, if, if our dog has something catastrophically wrong with him, we love him to death. You've lived a 13-year life, buddy. You're good. Yeah. You're yeah. good. And that's the biggest thing is as long as the animal is happy during its time with you, that's all that matters. If you treat it good and love it. That's all that matters. Yeah. So we got about, well, we could end the show now or we could do 15 more minutes. What do you want to do? I'm cool either way. I'll let you decide. If you have anything else to talk about? I mean, I have this game we could play if you want, but we could save it for another day if you want to. What game is that? It's a desert island game or I'm going to ask you a, a question and- it's gonna make you think. So, <laughs> all right. I mean, we can play it. I, I, you know, I, I honestly don't care if I get to work on time. <laughs> Either that, or we can save the Desert Island game for next week, and we could break out some more Mad Libs. Uh, why don't we save the Desert game for next week? Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know if I want to do any Mad Libs per se. Okay. And uh. Well, the wheels are falling off. This is really quickly like the train that did the other day in Jewett City. <laughs> sure about that? No, I did not. There was a train, <clears throat> the one that's over by where I used to live. Yeah. That road, that side road there, that, that uh, back road that I take, couldn't go down it because the train was going down and the engine car derailed oh. on the left-hand side. And it was there for at least a day and a half. I think it's actually still sitting there. Really? The road's blocked off. Cannot go across the road. Oh, they got to fix the track. Well, nobody I, was hurt though. Yeah, I which mean, is that's good. The, biggest thing. the train was going slow enough where when it did derail, it didn't go off far. If that train would have been hustling, it would have derailed and went into the houses. Oh, that would have been bad news, bears. Yeah, that would have been very bad news. I didn't know that happened. Surprise! It was all over Facebook. Ish. You know, maybe if it was on TikTok, you would have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I don't really focus on Facebook too much anymore. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Twitter guy. By the way, 
Um, it's coming. I promise. The show will be on. I promise. I swear. I promise. Maybe we'll end the show right now. We'll do that really quickly before I go to work. You don't even want to get to work on time. You just said that. Yeah. Well. So did we get through everything we needed to talk about? Playoffs, post. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I think we're good this week. Yeah. I think. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed all of the content that we had to put out. I feel yeah. like we're getting better each week. Yeah. I really do think we're getting better each week. And I think that. Uh, the biggest thing is is that we're not going to be able to please everybody all the time. So I think our topics just have to be whatever we're feeling, you know. So I'm going to throw this out there, too. So we'll do a Desert Island thing next week, potentially, maybe something else. I've also thought of we could do an episode of uh, Weird But True Facts and then uh-huh. Weird State Laws. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of things that we can there's do. There's tons of things to do. Yeah. So that's that. The entertainment aspect of it, you know, we'll, we'll we'll try to entertain you the best we can, and stay tuned for all that. I mean, that right there is like the next three episodes. Yeah, we got it planned out. There we go. And then <laughs> come the fall, I can't speak for him, but I'll try to talk some college football. We'll talk some NFL. I don't know if we'll go too deep into fantasy football. Probably not, because there's hundreds of podcasts. That know way more about it than I do. Yeah. So. I couldn't talk to you anything about fantasy football. Hey, you won the first two years we did a league, so. Well, that A, that was with a little bit of your help, and B, with a little bit of luck. So. I will say this. You can have some skill in fantasy football, but 100% it's luck. Oh, it ha- yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's because, just a matter of who does good and who doesn't. Well, it's, I mean, you have to take a gamble, and you have to hope that the right people start the right week. Yeah, think about the last time we did fantasy football. My team had an A ranking, and it just plummeted, plummeted so fast. Mm-hmm. So everybody else got C's and B, you know, B's and I don't even know. Are we? I don't even think I'm doing fantasy football this year. I might be doing one league. I know I'm not doing another one for sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, maybe just you and I. I know we. One. Well, I know we talked about doing like a DraftKings thing where we just went head to head each week and. Kept it light and friendly. Yeah. Because so. when A, when money's involved, it can get a little weird. And B, when other people in the league want to veto every single trade because they don't like you or have an issue with you, that makes it also kind of difficult. It's not easy. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay. Just want to keep it lighthearted and fun. Okay. Hello, Desperate Kitten. We're going to end the show now. That's okay with you, Your Highness. She said yes. Yeah. That's great. So thanks for tuning in listening to us again this week ramble on incoherently about sports and just you know our stories we do appreciate um everyone listening don't think we don't because we do we do um hopefully we'll get a bigger universe out there to go to like you know canada and maybe some other state that would be ultimately the you know oh speaking about that before we go quickly i'm sorry i didn't mean to do this but so i listened back to the would you rather episode yeah. And I said, would you rather live in a country, a different country every month, or would you rather never go on vacation again? Yeah. I don't know why this like dawned on me because I was like, well, if you only lived in a different country, there's only like what, 280 or 90 something countries. Yeah. So you'd have to go to other places. Eventually, you'd have to go to the same places again. My thought was, you don't even have to go overseas. You could literally just go in between Canada and the United States every month. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case and you're Cause, saying... Because it just says you have to live in a different country. It doesn't say you have to go, like, around the world. So you could yeah. live in, you know, Canada in January and then go back to U.S. and then go back to Canada and go back to the... And go and, and ping pong back and forth. Yeah, technically, if you wanted to. I guess in the wintertime, if you didn't like the snow 
or the cold weather, you could probably move overseas or you could go down south or something. That's and, true. And, and be warm. Cause Which think, a lot of people do do. Well, if you think about the whole hemisphere thing, when it's like right now, like uh, Australia's having their winter because we're having our summer. Yeah. So our winter would be their summer. So you could live down there for the summer and then come back up here for the fall. I mean, for the spring and summer. Yeah. And fall, yeah. I guess. I, I mean, it just depends, you know, I mean. But I, I thought about the other day. I said, what was I thinking about going to like 10 or 15 different countries? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you'd have to run out. And there are some countries that you probably don't want to live in because they're just war zones or just not good. <laughs> yeah, drop me off in the middle of Iraq and see what happens. No, well, I was talking like the Bahamas where like, you know, the, oh. the healthcare isn't great and, you know, stuff like that where like it'd be hard to come about like, you know. A lot of modern medicines. I'm sure you wouldn't get that in Iraq either. <laughs> no. No, you would not. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got to be somewhere where at least the medical care is somewhat decent. Canada. Canada. <laughs> a. A. Shout out to our neighbors to, uh, to the north. Yeah, maybe we'll get a listener Canada. eventually. America's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I love Canada. It's, it's great. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That being said... We're rambling. It's time to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know if can you like the podcast. I guess you can on Facebook. Yeah, like it on Facebook. I guess um, you can subscribe, you know, download. Subscribe yep, do what you got to do. Download. Every little bit helps. Uh, yeah. Any feedback anybody wants to give to us about what we're doing, right or wrong, or if you want to have us talk about a certain topic, we try not to get too controversial on here. We're lighthearted and fun. Like I said, there are plenty of other podcasts that are ready to talk about murder mysteries and politics and religion. Like that's not the road we're going down. So, yeah. And I was thinking about that the other night too, like, cause you know, a lot of these companies now they're trying to take a stance on politics or religion or something like that. And my philosophy is here at the wicked case, doesn't matter what your sex is, what your race is, what your gender is, where you're from, anything. It I'm, doesn't matter. I'm going to steal a line from Brian Zane, who does the wrestling with regret. Um, he has a podcast. He's got a YouTube channel and stuff. Like what you like. Don't be a dick. Yeah, exactly. If that's you, more power to you. You enjoy it. But otherwise, we keep it friendly. We keep it casual. You know, we're here for entertainment, not for religion or politics. Shout out to my number one subscriber. Hi, mom. <laughs> Love you. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll see you soon. Actually, I will see you soon. You'll be coming up in a couple months, I think, for a wedding. Oh, maybe she can be a... Uh, third co-host for a day you know what as much as she would love to do that she's probably going to have her hands full because she's only going to be here for like a week and when every time she's here she is unfortunately a freaking hummingbird in a shoebox because she has to be here there and everywhere because she's going to get here she has the wedding to deal with she has to make sure she's ready and good to uh, go she's going to want to see the kids she's going to want to see me she's going to want to have to see my like it's going to be a that's lot the best time to do it You're setting up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>